and we're live. Oh, I think what I had the intro as. Oh, y'all ever heard this song, The Paper? Uh, it's it's a, a race racism. A race racism. Biz Marquis, rest in peace. No, I haven't heard it. No, you might have heard this. The, um, the, uh, the paper is white. The ink is black. Together we learn how to read and write. Y'all ever heard that shit? Nah, fam. Can't say I have. I just knew reenact or something that was going around was coming next. Sorry. Well, this going to be in the intro, so y'all can, y'all can clip it and, and, and tune into it. To episode, you lost me. <laughs> episode 98 of Council of the Clutch podcast. Yeah, you lost me, B. Completely. Man, damn. It's all good. I guess I'm the only one who watched the, uh, what, MTV Top 50 on a Friday? Early morning, 8 o'clock? It might be. If that's on there, I don't even know if I want to watch it. Oh, man, all the classics, man. You know, Crossroads. Bone Thugs. Bone Thugs. You know what I'm saying? That's where you see that video. You don't see it nowhere else. Saturday mornings, man. Or it might have been uh, MTV or VH1. One of the top 50. I don't know, Sap. That was a tough one there, buddy. Ah. You tried to sing it though. That's what really. That's kind of what fucked it up. I think. Well, fuck me up. No, nah, that definitely will fuck it up. Damn, yeah. bro. That's all right. Well, you know, once we get the production live again, one day. COVID, maybe, COVID. Maybe Social distancing. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got the Young Boy Podcast today, and we got my man SP. Yo, what's good? Roy, we back at it again. Yo, yo, yo. That was so corny. Sorry, guys. Man, it's all good, though. It's all Dead good. You know, this, this, a, this Dead a real, jokes. you know, I, I don't, I, I bet we, uh, yeah, uh, for real. Hey, yeah. I'm a pops now, bro. I ain't got no drip no more. Hey, I, gave it all to my, three. I gave it all to my son, man. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back once he, once you're able to dress him up. And go outside and be in public again. Yeah, it's gonna oh, come. Yeah? It's, it's gonna come back. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, I got. I'm counting on you, sir. Hey, man. Just hey, nine months. That's what. That's what it's gonna take. It takes okay. nine months. Okay. Hmm. Man. But yeah, man. I mean, this. You know this this part right here with us three when we do it, we're we're going all the way back to middle school, man. We're going all the way back to like 2000, 2002 with this and really for some of us even further yes we, we got some we got some years on this thing now for sure seriously so when i when i met you sap i mean i said sap sp i think that was fucking 90 96 yeah yeah we was five yeah so 90 when well, no, i was born in 91 so 90 when you i was born in 91 you were born in 91 right? yeah, all those 91 yeah 91. so 96 fall 96 maybe Fall 96 yes sir yeah god was that elementary school or something i don't even think we was in school shit that was aberdeen athletics yeah, oh was, that's yeah. right <laughs> yeah that we was either at the crib or pre-k yeah, that was when mighty mice. Legendary Aberdeen teams used to hear about. Yeah, SP the first nigga put nigga on the stretcher. I don't care what nobody said. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> I ain't never seen. I ain't ne- hey, y'all ain't never seen nobody five years old put a nigga on the stretcher. <laughs> and to this day, I ain't never seen it. 
put my man from Fox Hill. That new man probably ain't played football since. Oh, shit. <laughs> SP ended a career at five years old, bro. Put that man on a stretcher. I'm talking about neck brace, immobilized, carried him to the to the hospital. Like, they really t- carted him off the field. Bro. Yeah, they had, this, they had this head hunting early, man. That's crazy. That's terrible. Fox Hill, though, if, if I remember right, Fox Hill, you know, that's the segregated part of Hampton, Virginia. Yeah, 100%. We, we was definitely, we was, on, we was on notice after that hit. Okay, so we didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like your coaches probably put that one in you. Like take take them uh take them uh you know take them bleepily bleeps out. My coaches and my ancestors. Both. Mm. Hey, how, that, hey, oh my what's god. The what's the difference? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh my they god. Chat, they, hey, they 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 use you on that day, Sterling. Oh, these, <laughs> oh, these niggas these niggas is pying, y'all. They pying already. Oh, oh man. man. Man, that's 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 crazy. Yeah, I uh, what is that? Yeah, Roy, we, we met at the church, Six Mile Zion, back in the day. Yeah, we I don't know what year that was. Though. We was on the basketball team. I remember that. That was my first team I ever played basketball. Church league and the last, first <laughs> and last. Hey, sat damn near the same for me. <laughs> damn near the same. First time I ever played organized basketball, I was probably so embarrassed. I, yeah, I never well, we we won't know. We won't know good. No, nah, but you know who I, I remember? Who was like like uh. Like uh, like I guess Kobe Bryant, maybe like Kevin Garnett. It was our our um, good friend Anthony, Anthony Battle, AJ. Mm, yeah. yeah, they call yeah. They, they call him they call him Baby Shaq back then. Yeah, come to find nope. out it was yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> hey, he's, he's still like Baby Shaq uh, today. Except no comment. Him. I was about to ask you if you speak to him uh, recently. Uh, relatively recently, yeah, I'll holla at him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, all my bridges still got a. Uh, my bridges ain't made of wood. You can't burn them down so easy. Mm, yeah, uh, I got some wood bridges. I, I, I don't, I, I don't even have a, a life jacket. Goddamn it! I'm throwing some of these motherfuckers in the water. I ain't gonna hold you, <sighs> man. Speaking of some life jackets, we gonna just get to it. Y'all get into this Met Gala. Uh, and the costumes and all the stuff that they be wearing out there for this, I don't know, fashion show event. I don't even know really what it's about, but it's it's just a, a big thing I hear about these days. Yeah, no, nah, it's a fashion show. Uh, I I'm not really into it like that. I saw that uh, I forgot his first name, Hamilton, the driver though, the the Formula One driver. He had, he had bought a table for uh, black designers, and I thought that was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? If I was real wealthy and famous and got an invite to an event like that, that's something that I would try to do. You know what I'm saying? Shape the room. Something something that shaped the table, change things up, you know, um, as opposed to wearing a dress uh, like some people or, or, you know, wearing some of this other shit that looks disgusting, but, you know, is defined as fashion. Well, it was yeah. nice having a podcast, guys. It's been, been fun. Nice knowing you. I mean, we already lost sponsorship, so we, we ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> and, I mean, you're right, but I see, I didn't see them folks cancel some folks for nothing. So it was nice yeah, talking nah, to you guys. Crumb, crumb got, crumb always got us, man. Shout out, Crumb. True, true, true. Shout out to Crumb, bro. Hey, the hey. only loyal listener we got, Crumb TV. And, no, crumb, we, and crumb, we believe. <laughs> 
we believe in crow. Oh hell, fuck! <laughs> oh god, oh god, it's getting well, worse. <laughs> speak, well, speaking on on the outfits, uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. I ain't all into that, but yeah, did y'all see any outfits? Any uh, you know, fashion stuff y'all thought was dope? Not personally. Yeah, I don't even. Uh, I seen a couple that uh, I thought looked really well. I, I don't know if that was where, wherever Ashanti was going, mm. but uh, and then Mary J. Blige looked nice. Um, I actually like Steph Curry jacket too. It was a little different, you know what I'm saying? I, I seen some cornball tweets though talking about how he was, you know, they was just frying him up. But but uh, yeah, a bunch of them call it. What's uh, what's a uh, Shumper's girl? Tiana Taylor. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's not it. I can't. I ain't mean to say his wife, man. That's his wife, man. Wife. Yeah, I, I said I ain't even mean. I meant to call her by her name. I really just forgot for a second. I couldn't. I mean, we, we we support each other. Support say her name. name. Yeah, 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 I meant to. I'm sorry. I that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, they. Yeah, yeah, she looked real nice. Real nice. Real nice. Mighty nice. Mighty nice. Yeah, yeah. Rihanna looked like she, you know, like. Uh, I ain't gonna say that. Came out of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was bad. It was bad. Not bad, but she just looked oh. like like she's a villain, and like she looked like a oh, she looked like a villain in the movie. Oh, what's what's that? What's that movie? Yeah, not a, not a villain in a movie. Yeah. yeah, gosh, you know Snow White and the uh, Seven Dwarves and uh, and um, damn, I can't remember. Anyway, she looked cute, but she looked fire. She looked powerful. Look real, like like uh, damn, looks look like, strong, like, like Ursula, like Ursula mm. off the off the mermaid. I don't know Ursula. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's, but tough. You, that's tough. But you know, one thing about the Met Gala apparently was that you know, in order for you to show up and attend without a mat with with their mask off, because that's how all the pictures were taken, you had to be vaccinated. That makes sense. Mm, oh, that boy shooting today. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Now you got to take that shot. Go ahead. I know where you was going with it. Yeah, I mean, so. With you having to be vaccinated, you know, everybody was, uh, you know, particularly aware of who didn't show up and and why they didn't show up. Because, you know, all these public statements they're making on their social media's account. And one of them that just blew up over the, you know, course of the Met Gala was the fact that Nicki Minaj didn't show up. Because she didn't, you know, she wasn't vaccinated. Because what's a Met Gala without Nicki Minaj, you know? Mm. Uh-oh, they about to cancel us too. Fuck, it's... Man, y'all killing us. We ain't even five minutes on. They about everybody that gonna cancel somebody gonna get us off the air. Hey, look, man. It, it, we ain't dealing with the beehive. Listen, we I, dealing I think, with them. Um, they Barbies, man, so I don't think we... That's a whole nother tear yeah, down. They, a, a tear down? Ooh, talk about it. Stay, nah, matter of fact, stay out of women's business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, this is hey, this is gender non-binary. So. That's a that's a that's a. I was about to say that's a step above the alphabets. But I'm not part of there. Yeah, y'all part. I know. I'm. I'm not even going. I'm not even here right now. But check this out, man. <laughs> I think she broke down some real serious, um, you know, important news that we should we should be aware of as far as COVID. You know, vaccinations. You know, apparently, uh, Nikki has a cousin. In uh, Trinidad, or you know, somewhere out there where she's from, and her cousin has has a friend who took the vaccine. This is allegedly, and 
apparently he was set to get married. He took the vaccine, I guess, to you know have a party. And next thing you know, his balls were swollen after he took the vaccine, or maybe his balls were swollen. He took the vaccine that took the vaccine. The balls were who knows? But she said, just pray on it because you know of this word that she got from her cousin's friend. Oh, and and that's not even the, the worst part. The worst part is that he was set to get married. He, he took the vaccine. His balls got swollen, and his wife called off the wedding. So pray on it, guys. Why she called off the wedding? Oh, he apparently he became impotent. Impotent. Hmm. But I'm curious though. How you know you impotent? What's that? What's that? Say that word again. I'm sorry. Impotent. 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 Okay. I guess that, that means you, you know, you can't reproduce, but, this is, this is, work. but this is kind of a, you know, this timeline, apparently he took the vaccine, ball swelled up, came in potent, wife cut off wet. That's a crazy string of events right there. If you ask me. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Sounds legit. Well, with all that, you know, her whole crew really like just, you know, went off, and uh, you know, it's it's just it just it got real wild, real weird, real crazy, and even more recently, people out here uh, protesting at the CDC, all on behalf of Nicki Minaj and her, you know, her cousin's friends. I mean, you got to protest on behalf of Nicki, though. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, they, how would you know if they if Nicki didn't protest? I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Just more uh, vaccine shenanigans out here. It's more people look for reasons to to not be vaccinated. And uh, give, give us a little bit about that. We talked about it off air, Sap. But this your your scientific take on vaccinations the the what people should believe and what they shouldn't believe. Hey, man, I, I can't I can't talk about people's beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Because belief is a choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, you believe what you want to believe. But I guess the fact of the matter, as far as what we... we it sounds like something Elijah would say. <laughs> you believe what you want to believe. <laughs> Goddamn. I mean, that, ain't that the truth? I mean, hey, we can take it here. People believe in Jesus. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What you going to do to stop that? You going to try to prove them wrong? You going to try to discredit Jesus? Hey, belief is a choice. You can't, you can't, you can't stop that. But we can tell you some some facts, some biology and shit. Like the, you know, the protection of the vaccine is not to not get COVID at all, because this is what we was chopping up about. But the protection of the vaccine is so that your body can respond to the virus if it, you come in contact with it in your system. Your body will respond quickly, clear it out, or just dampen your immune response so that you don't get this like this hyperactive immune system because essentially that's what happens with COVID infections the damage comes uh where you get infected your body the COVID virus like sets off your immune system to cause damage in your lungs severe damage like probably in other places of your body that might be susceptible and it's different for different people so people get like gut issues. People have messed up kidneys. Sometimes their heart gets a little, you know, off. Like 
it's really weird. Like COVID can get in your brain and mess things up. So it's like just this crazy response where the vaccine will dampen that. So your body doesn't cause all this damage in the early stages. Cause essentially once you are affected, like the damage happens real quick in the early couple days of infection. And then like, you know, you, you'll feel better, but those long-term effects have already like been set in motion and you can't stop that at that point. So that's why it's better to get vaccinated as opposed to, you know, remaining unvaccinated because you can prevent some of the long-term damage. And I know it's weird because, you know, I don't feel like people in the, with the largest platforms are making it make sense. I think they're just trying to convince people with social pressure, but not really having a convincing argument or telling them the actual benefit or the benefit is like off, you know, it's trying to make it, oh, about going out or, oh, you know, I don't know, like it's great. Or they're just trying to say, if you unvaccinated, like they're trying to negatively motivate people saying, oh, you unvaccinated, then, you know, you'd be in the hospital, all these unvaccinated people in the hospital, you know, but it, I don't feel like that's been convincing people. So. The most knowledgeable people aren't the most influential. And that's what it comes down to. It, it all comes down to influence. Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to get a little bit off topic here. I'm not sure if y'all are watching um, this thing on Netflix called Clickbait. It's, um, it's a series on Netflix called Clickbait. Uh, Clickbait. I would highly recommend it. Very good uh, series on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix original. But... Um, Basically, one of the one of the key premises behind the entire series is the fact that with social platforms and social media, YouTube, Instagram, etc., a lot of the content that we're receiving, and this goes kind of it mixes in with the do your own research thing. A lot of the content is misinformation, yeah, and you have these people that however the case may be, whether through their entertainment work, whether through uh, bloodline, they become these people of notoriety and they instantly become influential due to these platforms. And I tell people all the time, that's one of the curses because, you know, social media and social platforms are really a gift and a curse. But one of the curses is the fact that it gives everyone a mic. Everybody doesn't fucking deserve a mic. There's a reason why, and, you know, a little side note, the Roman Empire is one of my favorite pieces of history in terms of, like, uh, society and how it moves and works because you know that was kind of one of the first societies that created democracy so to speak in a sense but even in that type of environment there was a reason why you had you know Joe Smo who was representing in the republic was representing this group of 100 people it wasn't 80 of those 100 people representing those 100 people. Because everybody doesn't fucking need to talk. Everybody doesn't, everybody can't lead and they can't provide the appropriate influence that needs to be uh, implemented for the society. And 
and you see it with social media every day. You have so many influences that, you know, really are don't add any value and are negative at the end of the day, more than, you know, a positive influence or something that's adding value to society as a whole. That's real. I, I get I I understand that and I, I re, but the the the, the ideology is right behind it, but we putting too much faith in people to actually use their brains. Like the right. attention span of us today, like it's it's gotta be right now. Like you you're not gonna see anybody take the time to learn or study. Like it's it's rare in our de- generation, and I'll speak from our demographic. Like our people are just so quick to the the next thing, the next thing. They don't take the time to really study and learn the process of anything. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I struggle to throw a, a such a broad blanket like that. You know, I think that, like, I think maybe one of the issues is not necessarily that people don't take the time because, like, people take the time to understand what they want to understand. Like, we got golf. Y'all some y'all some you know amateur golfers out here. You taking the time to learn and understand that. But if I hand you an immunology textbook, you ain't, you ain't about to you know start at lesson one. <laughs> you ain't gonna you ain't gonna take no free immunology class. That ain't your bag. That ain't your interest. So I'm gonna call set personally, but 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 that's the thing. And it's interesting because I think people you know feel I feel like there's a new um maybe a level of like defiance to uh, distrust and to challenge, you know, authority or, you know, like, like that's kind of what everybody's promoted to do now and to make your own way, have your own opinion, start your own business. And it's just like, yeah, but you got to trust somebody. You got to outsource some things to people who are experts and trust their expertise until you know they fail you or you realize that oh this person actually doesn't have this expertise so we gonna you know throw them to the side and bring on this person who actually has the expertise because i'm not going to fix my car nick nick's not doing that so i gotta trust a mechanic i can't be looking at every mechanic sideways even though i mean like i'm not gonna fully throw my faith into your arms but i'm also ain't gonna challenge every little nitpicking thing that i don't know the first thing about if I don't know nothing about it, you know what I'm saying? Like I know enough to, you don't need to take out my whole engine. If I'm overheating, check the thermostat first, but you know, I'm going to work with you and not just, you know, discredit everything you've been doing. Cause I ain't out here just trying to challenge you just for contrarian sake. But I feel like a lot of contrarians out here just uh, planting a flag and trying to give hot takes. No, that just actually just made me think of uh old boy who the the little kid that was posing as a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And people actually believed it. Like, I remember. It was like something love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that how does that even happen? Like how do you get that deep into the process where to that you point get- like I that's I don't know, man. I, what you mean? The nigga he was scamming. Hey, it's a lot of it's. I mean, it's a lot of people that fake things. You don't got it. So in his case, I mean, granted, he's not a real doctor, but it's chicks flying to, for, 
fucking Mexico Daily getting BBLs from niggas in their basements. I'm sorry. What is a BBL? I'm not familiar with this. Uh, with this huh? I don't even. I don't know what it is either. Actually, okay. you know what? I gotta. We'll I gotta bomb my business. Uh, let me let me, put... let me let me tap into the intern real quick. Okay. B okay. B L's. I don't okay. know what that is either. I gotta start minding my business. It's an acronym for uh, Brazilian butt lift. Wow. So they don't go to Brazil to get the lift. They go to Mexico. So would it be a, a MBL? Hey, that's crazy. That's the title. Would it be an MBL? <laughs> <laughs> would it be an MBL? I'm sorry. Oh, God. MBL. But no, nah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. You can't. MBL at the MLB game. Yeah, the oh, dyslexic baseball. <laughs> chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wow. <laughs> but nah, like, for real. It's, <laughs> never mind. I can't say it on the air. I'm tripping. <laughs> My bad. All right, no, next, next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say some wild shit, bro. I'm, I'm oh, glad I caught man. myself. But getting back to Dr. Love, who apparently, as of 2021, January, was arrested oh. again for continuing <laughs> To impersonate a doctor. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, that's the case. Like, he was impersonated a doctor. He fooled some people. He got caught. He got arrested. I mean, scammers don't like your 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 scam is not indefinite. Like most scams come to an end. Yeah, true. Most, most scams come to an end. Bernie Madoff scamming and taking people's pensions and retirement and tr- saying he was flipping it came to an end. And I'm sure there's some other Ultimately. cases out there. Ultimate trillions right. of dollars later. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that was an extreme. <laughs> but most of y'all amateur scammers out here are not that good. But ultimately, I would I would say it goes back to what you said in terms of the people need to be educated more on how to do their own research. But mm-hmm. it takes a foundation in education in order to be educated in something like that in the first place. And, and we, we can asterisk this because education don't necessarily mean, oh, I went to, I graduated from high school, therefore I should have the skills because you can go through high school and get by and, you know, maybe even pay attention enough and all that stuff, but not really get certain skill sets. Now, let's, let's be honest. And, you know, if I'm labeled a dickhead after this, so be it. Uh, a college degree is bare minimum. That's 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 the that is the bar at this point in terms of education for our society in America. Right or wrong? Wrong. You you don't think an undergraduate degree is the bar? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. It's it's standard so. because it's standard it, it's standard in the workplace, but that shit ain't as common as you think still. Well, that's what I'm saying in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. In terms of the entire society, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. But I'm talking about more or less in the workplace. The the mm-hmm. undergraduate degree is pretty much the standard or the bar. Yeah, bro. But you you just changed. You just moved the you just moved the line. We went from being the standard of education to the standard of education in the workplace. 
I mean, let's just keep it where it initially originally was. Um, well, as, if that's the case, then you can't even really say the high school diploma is the standard. I mean, if we're being completely honest, high school is, you know, so that we like don't get our parents arrested. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because you can just start working at a certain age and make a living. Um, so there's this there's yeah. this um there's this tea that I just bought. It's called um wet sugar. Um, I bought it at uh, Target, and it's a, it's made by this black woman. She is from New York. I forget her name, but and she also has another tea called Ellis Island. And so she went to she started to go to co- to college at Howard, and she said so I listened to her story on the radio. Uh, when I was driving the, to Tennessee, uh, to, to Nashville. And she was like, yeah, I went to Howard, studied business, and then realized, like, yo, I'm taking out all these loans and paying all this money to learn a business degree, to be an entrepreneur, when really I can just, I have an idea for business right now. So I'm going to drop out of college so I don't got to pay these loans and stuff. I'm going to start selling, making and selling this tea that's in our family recipe that she had to figure out how to, you know, get the recipe right for herself. And I'm sure she stayed with family. She probably worked little odd jobs, but she was selling that tea out the trunk of her car. Now she's selling it wholesale to Target and you can get it at her website. I mean, like it's a process, but the thing is like, she didn't need to go to college to be an entrepreneur. Like she had it in her, but, and she did the work to learn how to be an entrepreneur and reached tapped into the resources and invested money and other people invested in her, you know, and it ain't like she come from no rich family, but like, you know, she just has support. And so that's but what I I'm think saying. like, like to college ain't the standard when so many of us have seen people who don't go to college who are, you know, in positions of doing things. I'm a, I got to read up on that story, but I'm gonna call BS on what she's saying. Only reason I say this because if she was ready to jump off the porch and she had the idea, she'd have jumped. It was something at Howard that triggered her or a story she heard or something that made her finally to say it's time to jump off the porch. Oh, and when I say jump off... Was the fact that she felt that she's paying all this money, you know, in loans and paying no. it back worth it? Nope. So? nope, 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 nope. And I, and I say that because we've seen this story before. Howard has a lot of illustrious alumni that never, or not illustrious niggas that, illustrious students that never graduated, but they still claim that they went to Howard for what, you know, for however many years, however many semesters. And it's something about the, yeah, it's something about the environment, the campus. Ta-Nehisi Coates. It's a, I don't, I can't name other that many, but I've seen people that I'm like, you went to Howard? And they be like, well, they didn't go to Howard, but they went to Howard. I'm like, okay. Graduate, yeah. But at the same time, I would say even more than that. So what you're saying is is not inaccurate. However, what I, there's a couple of things I would say off that. For one, that's an anomaly. We're talking about the average individual. So for the average individual, ye, a college degree is pretty much, and when I say standard, and I mean in terms of making a, a livable wage as an adult. As an adult with children, or with child, still you're 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 like at you're moving the marker. Like I don't even even if you don't have a child, like 
you can make a living out here without going to college. Like, can you? My pops. Oh no! Oh, that's pop. Sap your pops close to close to sixty. Yeah, I was about I to say know. the big difference in that. Uh, at at that 10, point, you're like adding 10 to 15 years from 60, dog. Don't you're, you no. that 10 to 15 years, years of experience. You're deducing years of experience that your father has in the workforce that is adding to his career field that he's currently in or his stature that he's currently in in his career. The job he got, the job he got at, at 20 or 19, I guarantee you is 10 times harder to get today. Correct. You know what? Now you probably couldn't even walk in there and do it. Because he I guarantee, I don't even know what your pops did. I just always seen the nigga around. I'll say but, hey, Xerox. That's where he started. He started at okay. Xerox. Right? But I guarantee you, at some point in your pop's career, 10 or 15 years in, they hired someone with a college degree and tried to get him to train him, train somebody Ooh. to be his boss. You know and what? then at that, yeah, yeah. And then he yeah. came home and complained to you about the bullshit. Why? Because they valued that degree over awesome. the experience he had, even though he was more qualified and highly capable, and he was probably the minority. But I'll say this: he, he, I didn't. He didn't come home and complain. I just tried to sneak home, and I couldn't anymore. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm sorry. Exactly. So, and and when that <laughs> happens, that is the case that they. They valued what somebody learned at the institution over the experience he had on the job. Right. And don't get me wrong, both can be valuable because I'm in the same situation now. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm in a position where I'm managing and, and, and handling business for people that are 20, 20, 30 years my elder in a field that they've been in before I was even fucking born. But I have the business acumen from my institution and a little experience that I'm able to keep up and manage what's going on. Now, I might do it a little more analytically, but I also and I was in the field enough to learn the industry and I learned it quick. But I could see where the times have changed because what I'm doing now, you don't really need a degree to do. But if I didn't have the education and the degree, I wouldn't have been able to jump in on three days of training and just, you know, be able to do what I'm doing. And Seth, to Rory's point right now, and I just wanted to piggyback off of him very quickly. And I want this shit you on froze wax us, because oh, this you froze is up. You froze from... up. Come back. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Cal gonna have to edit point. Cal. All right. Every, every. Yeah, yeah. Fix that. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm back now. Oh, he got that. Uh, he he got that boondock signal. Nah, man. Hey, man. You move. You move closer. You move closer to the city, and your your internet got worse. What's going on? Oh man, yeah, he really froze. Like we lost it. Yeah, yeah, we lost that boy. Man, so back back to the topic at hand had after we worked out these technical difficulties. Okay, we just want to put a pin in this conversation. Is college the standard for education currently in the United States? We'll we'll keep it there. What you mean? You said is it the standard for education? And it, yeah, that's what you said. Uh, I think I no, I don't think it's the standard one. I don't agree with college for everybody. Um, I, I mean, I went to college, of course, got my degree, but it ain't for everybody. I, I was fortunate to have a football scholarship because I can't imagine some of these cats, some of y'all, y'all with these student loans. Fuck, I mean, you gonna be paying them shits off to you sixty. Crazy. But you know what I'm saying. But at the same time, the advancements. If it's if if you know your career choice. 
I believe it's the right way to go. But I also think it's a waste of time for someone that's not committed or doesn't have an idea of what they want to do. And when I say an idea, I mean looking at just you got to have an idea before I say make a $60,000 commitment to debt of what you want to do after you graduate. If you know you want to go do something that's a trade, like be an electrician, yo, go get your license, go become an electrician. Don't go to college for four years and then go become an electrician. Just my thought. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't always happen that way. But I would believe that we should do a better job as a society preparing people in high school and middle school to make these decisions. Like, I'll be honest. I mean, I I was going to college, yes, but that's because I grew up around college campuses. But everything that I wanted to do, you kind of needed a college degree or some form of secondary education to get into. I wanted to be a sports agent. You don't have to have a degree, but you still need to have some kind of law background. Uh, At one point, I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer. You damn sure need a degree to learn how to do that and design planes and all that stuff. Shit, you need a degree to pronounce aeronautical engineering. Exactly. And then once I realized that I didn't have enough mental capacity to take uh, the engineering classes and play football, I settled for a business degree. And and before that, I was settled with sports management. And I was like, why do I get a degree in sports management? Well, I want to work in sports. I had a great professor that told me something that I'll never forget. I appreciate her. Um, Dr. Law, rest in peace. You don't need a degree in sports to work in sports. But if you get a degree in business, you can work anywhere. Hmm. Realist advice I ever got in early on in school. So I switched my major. Well, I hadn't even declared a major yet. I was just taking sports management electives pretty much just to get you know into it. Changed my whole course catalog over to business. Luckily, some of the classes were the same. And then I just used those sports management jobs as an elective. But I had a plan as to what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? On on a uh, on the skinny, like, what do you learn with the taking them business classes? Because as a science person, I haven't, I didn't branch out and do any of that stuff. So I'm just curious, like, what do you learn in a business class? Because you know, I imagine some people could say, like, hey, man, well, you know, I don't need to take business classes to know business. But like, what advantage or what did you feel that you gained that you probably wouldn't have gotten? Um, in other arenas or maybe just like what did you gain from taking these business classes sp hey i want sp to talk about this first he got sp the smartest business guy he just don't you know so he don't talk like it. he like he don't want to acknowledge it but he definitely the business brains he, he is the, i'm more of a i'm more of a hustler sp actually the business man like you know i would say i would say if you were to ask me that question um i mean we I would, did ask you the question no we definitely asked you <laughs> Hundred percent, like definitely. So, so what I would say, I gathered most from um, my formal business experience is just an understanding of organization, like hierarchy. Yeah. Um, also, understanding of it's crazy uh, going to school formally for business. I learned a lot about emotional intelligence. Um, and that was that was one key thing that I say is a, a underrated aspect that I that I had in my experience mm-hmm. because it's something that's really not it's really not taught uh, having emotional intelligence. We all look at uh, IQ, which I think is intellectual quotient. 
I think that's the acronym for IQ. Yeah, um, sounds right. And it deals with, you know, your ability to comprehend, um, complex thinking, etc. But emotional intelligence more or less deals with more awareness type things, um, understanding other individuals' emotions, understanding that they have emotions and understanding, you know, that they're trying to work through emotions in addition to trying to do these jobs and complete objectives. And that was that was a big thing for me that I really didn't consider um, in my experience informally when it comes to business. Mm-hmm. So I would say that, that that was probably one of the biggest things that, that I grasped uh, from educational experiences dealing with business as far as um, what is it? What do they call it? Post secondary? Is that what they call it? college education? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting tip. Like when I was going through undergrad in the sciences at internships specifically is where you get your training. Where I got most of my training was the fact that emotional intelligence EQ is the um was like a major key that we should focus on to success beyond just knowing DNA, RNA, research, science, like be emotionally intelligent about you yourself, your emotions, other people and their emotions, build your network and your net worth. You know, that's your network is your net worth, you know, get your elevator pitch um, for just yourself as a scientist, as a student trying to get to into the door of a place like those are the things that I learned in college that I think benefited me the most to where sure I got book knowledge. But then I took that book knowledge on the road to gain other like the skills that you're talking about, dealing with people, having an understanding and recognition of yourself, being able to move in the world you know, how to sell yourself. Like as a scientist, that's a lot of what we do, actually. It's not just go into a room and pipette and, you know, do some <laughs> stuff that can't nobody do. But it's like, we actually got to sell our science. I got to present. I got to make, I got to digest other people's work, give it to you in a way that you understand, entertain you a little bit while I have your attention as the audience and deliver you whatever I know or whatever I'm trying to sell you on. <laughs> as a scientist which you know sounds can sound bad but like we all have a narrative and you know in the game research game of science you know hey my research i'm trying to accomplish this 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 to fill this goal to fill this hole in the knowledge base boom so i'm gonna present you this evidence and i'm trying to hope to convince you at the end of this presentation these things like you i don't, I don't see where you get that outside of being put in that professional training environment through college to connect it to internships to get the credential to go into science. But like Roy said, that's stuff that we got because I wanted to be a doctor and then realized, no, actually, I want to be a scientist. <laughs> and, and then I went on that career path and trajectory. So outside of uh, like going to like I needed to go to college to do that. And then I also was one of those people who was just pushed and pushed and it was foisted on me to go to college. So I just accepted it and just did it. But 
I don't think that it's a beneficial to go to college if you don't really have an idea of what it is you're trying to do and get into. Even though I think college is great for exploration, it's kind of hard if you're not going, like Roy said, be committed to, you know, the exploration or the yeah. experience or the attaining of whatever the goal is. Like, you got to start with the end in mind and you got to have some end in mind. You can't just be starting stuff. And Otherwise, that's you aimlessly and it can be real disillusioned after some time. I'm with you right there because literally with my crew, like, like I, I just said, I went to college, yes, but I didn't know what I wanted to do all the way. But I knew if I played football, football would buy me four years to figure this shit out. So, I, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a scholarship. Bam, go play. And as I'm there, I'm I'm figuring it out. And don't get me wrong, I mean, I got lucky and was able to play arena ball a couple years because I still didn't know, Sap, what I wanted to do in business. You know how you had the epiphany that you was in science, you was doing the medical stuff, so you, you knew you wanted to be a scientist. You didn't want to be a doctor, right? I didn't know what I wanted to do in business until about 2017, really, maybe 2018. And I was working in business, taking, doing contract jobs, making money, playing ball. Yes. But I didn't know what avenue I wanted to be in. Like I used to just literally sit up and Google jobs because it's so much, it's so many jobs in a business. And I'm like, yo, I don't even know what I really want to do. Then I finally got to the point where I'm like, yo, I want to coach, but I don't want to coach a sport. I want to coach in business where, you know, being in management, you get to coach people. Like I get to train people. And that's why I like my current role. If I had a job, of course, I'm still unemployed. But I, the the <laughs> the ability to train and mentor people in the business setting, because what I've learned is that, especially as an athlete, you know, Second Phase Foundation, shout out to them. But you know, people are people are so lazy, dog. Like as an athlete, our level of competitiveness it drives our work ethic. So. Yeah. When I see, I meet so many people that they're just quitters, like they're failures because they don't know what it's like to drive to that next level. Like they've never felt their back against the wall. They've never had the push. And and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying somebody might go crazy. That's my headset. I don't know. But like, don't get me wrong. They not, I ain't saying the people, well, yeah, the people lazy, but it's because as athletes, we're conditioned to to fight in the last period or in the fourth quarter. We're, we're prepared when it's to, to when it's uncomfortable to make it comfortable again. Versus regular people, dog, when they get uncomfortable, they fold. Like they just don't know how to handle that. And I've noticed that when you can when you can teach the people in the workplace uh, athletic mindset, yeah. they start to pre- perform a little better. The, that resilience, that grit. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's the that's the professional um, translating word like grit. You know, books, okay. books on grit. You know, there you go. Grit is what we did two a days, waking up at five, six in the morning, getting yes. yelled at, running sprints, doing push-ups, getting cussed at, go home, get lunch, play a game, a quick game of NCAA, maybe catch a nap, and come back at two o'clock to do it all over again until it got dark and you went home. Hey, you know, now that you say two a days, two yo, you know what's crazy, like. We really had a team of 100 motherfuckers that went to practice twice a day. And niggas really won't miss in practice. Like, how the fuck did all of us get there? Like, did our parents not have jobs? 
Like, <laughs> like we was really, dog, we was really finagling. Like, everybody was making it. Hey, we walked to camp to practice. SP was my ride. <laughs> Yo, like, like, I mean, my mom used to take me, my grandma. I know they were so happy when I started driving. Hey, shout out, shout out Tyrell Miller, man. He, uh, he uh, a faithful listener to the show. You know what I'm saying? I remember my man's my man's used to ride his bike, bro, and that shit used to inspire the hell out of me. You know what I'm saying? As a person who at the time, I think I think I think we two years older than Terrell. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm whipping and I see my man riding the bike and he you know, he was obviously that type of person who was who was hungry trying to get it. You get offered that man a ride, he won't take it. You know what I'm saying? He he was going he was gonna be good, get his way there, and ride his bike home. You know what I'm saying? And that that type of them type of stories is it's just like damn. You see somebody like that, and then they become successful, and you like yo, yeah. it's 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 zero surprise to you. You like okay, like I expected I, them to make it somehow. It's just okay, they made it like this. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Cause you already know that they had the they had the tools to to get to where they where they needed to get. It was just a matter of how they was gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Miller, one of the most successful in my eyes in Hampton High history. Right. Just knowing knowing the nigga and knowing what he had to do to get to where he at, and all the the naysayers that's telling him he was a stupid, don't do it. Why are you doing this? And the nigga still played in the SEC. That shit's impressive to me. Yeah, I remember man, crazy. like coming back to Hampton at some point in time, seeing him. And you know, I won't close to Miller like that, but I, you know, I recognized him. I knew him. Not just recognized, I knew who he was, but you know, I you know, we moved in different circles and he, he yeah. was heavy on the football. And then I stopped playing my senior year. So, you know, I ain't get tight with him when he actually moved up to varsity. But I remember him saying, I feel like either he said that my senior year or at some point in time I saw him after I graduated, it's like, yeah, I'm playing SEC. I'm playing football D one. I was like, word, that's what's up, bro. And then I look <laughs> up and I'm like, yo, he's at Mississippi State, nigga. What? <laughs> this shit crazy. But he did it. And he did it. To see to learn. And I, I kind of remember him riding his bike. I remember Chubb saying something about it or maybe seeing him, but it's like, it hey, that's grit, that's resilience, that's commitment, that's discipline. That is something that sports gives you an opportunity and a platform and an arena to exercise and build that and inculcate those habits that then translate to the real world where, okay, yeah, my boss is yelling at me. You know, all right, fuck them. I know what I'm doing. I know I'm not all of these things that they're yelling at me because I know that I ain't, you know, soft. You know, I ain't baby shit. You know what I'm saying? Like all those insults that they threw at us, we knew we weren't that. So we, you know, stepped up and did our thing. We come into the real world and it's like, ah, yeah, you know, that's, that's weak stuff. I know I ain't that. So, yeah, that's that grit and resilience, man. No, that's facts. I mean, and I I go as far as to say this, man. People, you know, they can have whatever they their opinions on me if they want, because you know, from an educational standpoint, I tell motherfuckers that all day. You know, my my shit speaks for itself. You can look, I can show you documented shit that I've done. And it is what it is. But at the end of the day, for me personally, I feel like doing well in educational institutions is more about discipline than it is about actual 
intellect. Yeah. And that that really gets um underemphasized uh a lot in my personal opinion. People people um they try to equate, you know, post secondary education, you know, master's degree, undergraduate degrees as people with high intellect when that's not necessarily the case all the time. That person, you know, more or less could have just had the discipline to do what they needed to do. And now they have their undergraduate degree, you know, now that they have that master's degree. Not to say that they don't also, they aren't also equipped with that intellect, you know what I'm saying, to go with that discipline that required to do the work that they needed to do to get the grades that they got, to get the degree that they got. But I'm here to say that it's not always a correlation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes them people with an undergraduate degree, even a master's degree, my nigga, like I, I know some people that that have over an undergraduate degree that I can personally say there's some people that are more intelligent than them that don't even have an undergraduate degree. Yeah. Bro, I know plenty of dumb people who are in grad school for a PhD and have PhDs. Dumb or just not engaged or just don't have, they lack emotional intelligence. Like people with a terminal degree spans all of these spectrum of like intelligence, determination, grit, all that stuff. So it doesn't like, oh, I got this PhD, so I'm automatically smart. Nah. But if I prove and show you in my arena and if that that I'm capable and competent in that expert and that translates to other areas where I'm competent, then okay, you see a person by the fruit that they bear. But don't right. just take people at face value of, oh, I, I got this degree from this place. So if the, if somebody's leaning in on that, then that's, you know, trying to compensate for what they actually don't show and have an output, you know. And you can definitely tell that people with PhD if they introducing themselves as doctor. Oh, I'm doctor this and that. Like, okay, doctor, whatever. Sally or Jimmy, Letha, whatever your name is. And that's a good, but that's a good point. And Roy can correct me if I'm wrong here because he's a, he's a manager of people. So he would be able to, you know, understand what I'm saying and he can he can say if I'm wrong or not but I feel like a manager a a successful and an effective manager of people understands that they understand that you know all of this stuff on paper isn't necessary doesn't necessarily correlate to how they can be able to perform in their career or in the field that they're supposed to be in or the objectives that they're supposed to be accomplishing Hundred percent, fam. I tell my HR lady every day, "Yo, stop hiring people with these great resumes, <laughs> please." Like, no, this don't work. Like, it's so what we do. Like, we you know, brand management, brand development, in a sense, but we collect data. We need people that can grind. Go get it. Amazon, ex Amazon employees, warehouse workers, somebody that drove Uber, somebody that yes. did. Yes, UPS. Somebody that's not afraid to punch the clock, give me seven hours, talk to a couple people, get in and out. I don't need someone that's been at a desk for 20 years thinking that they want to come retire and and now want to do labor. 
because it's essentially it's labor, you know, not physical labor, but you physically have to get out your car, go into these businesses, you know, survey the store, do your work, go back to the car, drive to another location. You got to be in some kind of shape to do that all day, every day. So if you are and if you've been sitting at a desk, because I'd be I, I, I literally told the HR lady today, yo, it's no way I could go back in the field and do what I used to do. Like when I was actually a rep and I first started, I was kind of hitting, you know what I'm saying, maybe 20, 25, 30 accounts at a time. I might go check on three accounts now and be like, whoo, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, and, and I'm a I'm a decent athlete. Like I'm a decently in shape person when I need to be. Like I, I can motivate myself, but I legitimately be like, no, nah, this ain't it today. I ain't got it. So even with my team, though, so when they when I get a message, hey Roy, I need a day. Take it. I'll holler at you next week. It's Friday. You don't feel like working. I can't make you work. I'm not gonna make you work. I'm not gonna pay you, but you know what I'm saying? Take the day. Mental health day. Do what you gotta do. Come back Monday when you're ready. Cause I ain't gonna get nothing good out you forcing you to work on a Friday. Thanks. But yeah, it's 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 tough. It's a it's tough, and I also think, you know, for now that I'm getting a little older and I see the world a little different, not much, just a little bit, you can't make people, like, people going to do what they're going to do. So you just got to be ready to adjust as they do what they're going to do. Hey, man, that's a pro tip. Like, because you can't, and I, I used to, when I first started managing people, yo, I used to get mad that they want me. Like, I legitimately, that's why I don't coach kids, bro. Cause I used to now I think I can do it because I understand that everybody performance is gonna be different. Mm-hmm. And you gotta grade people based on what they're capable of doing, not what you think they should be doing. And you're gonna have failure. Like that's gonna be part of the equation. Yeah. It's, and it's, that's it's, and I, I that's the part I don't like, man. Like I hate the I hate I just hate failing myself. Like I don't I, I just I'm too afraid to fail, so I got it. I just gotta grind. Yeah, and my profession, you gotta get comfortable with failure. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, yeah. I've been failing. I I fail experiments for like three, two, two and a half, three years. Fail. Don't failure is probably more common than success in your in your profession. Oh yeah, that's that's really what it is. Like my home, <laughs> my homegirl Corey made a video on that. Uh, just she in the lab. You know, she out here just. You know, she like a TikTok. Uh, she went, you know, like star. You know, what I'm saying on Instagram. She she is like she crazy crazy with the social media and the inspiration of the young women out here being scientists. But Corey Grayson. But essentially, she made a video of like her just falling in the lab, dropping shit, shit going wrong. Literally, that's the eighty percent, eighty five percent of doing science is like figuring the shit out, messing things up. And fifteen percent is like, oh, I struck gold. I need to hammer this down, write it up. Try to repeat a little bit more of that. Boom. All right. This is the product. <laughs> it's, it's mostly failure. It's mostly struggle, and you got to bounce back. That's what makes, I think, a good scientist. But what do I know? That, nah, that makes sense. And it also makes sense on why I didn't fuck with science coming up because I'm a capitalist. Science is stupid. We don't like we don't like failing, my nigga. Yeah. Science is dumb. It is dumb. It's mad dumb. It's needed, but that shit dumb. Is dumb. They pay us like McDonald's workers to do expert level thinking 
and quality <laughs> of work. But anyway, speaking of expert level thinking, let's holler at my man Tyrod, man. Shout out to Ty getting a dub with what everybody wanted to call the worst team in the NFL, and they just might be. No, no, hey, hey, hey. let's let's backtrack that. Hey, y'all, right, no, second, second worst, second worst. The Jags are worse. Thank you. No, Jags, Jags are thirty-two. Lions, Lions, Lions. All right, all right, y'all, y'all battling for the worst three. Didn't the Lions win, though? The Lions got a dub. No, they took it. They took it well this weekend. (laughs) But I think it was a competitive, close game. Like, uh, Wentz didn't embarrass himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, he threw some touchdowns. He ran around. Oh, yeah, they played the Colts. Man, go ahead, man. I know the Colts down there. I need need, need the running back to play, you know, to show up for me on my fantasy team. But shout out to Tyrod, man, or or Tyrod. Man, them commentators, they don't know. They don't know how to – how to say Tyrod's name? It made me feel country. I guess we're saying Tyrod. Hey, Ty, we we so used to uh, country ass Coach Smith. Ty is Ty though. That's Ty all day. People don't he pronounce it Tuttle? I think he does pronounce it Tyrod. I thought I could have sworn he pronounced it Tyrod. I've never called the nigga his whole name. I just call him Ty. Fact. Yeah. But I, I, I since you brought it up, I gotta apologize because I definitely I definitely didn't expect him to eat like he did. I had faith because he's from the crib, but I just don't – I didn't think he had the help around him. That nigga made some plays, and I was shocked. I will, and being a Houston Texans fan, I'll be the first to admit, though, we were playing the Jags, so, you know. No, that's uh, still an NFL team, though. I, hey, I, I, speak, I never discredit performance. Speaking, speaking on that, no, no, they are. But speaking on that, uh, Trevor Lawrence, man – and I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I feel like I was a low-key, I'm not going to say hater, but I was definitely a non-believer in Buddy. Yeah. But he, he got some talent, bro. I feel like he might have an opportunity to do something in the league if he got a good team. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to do nothing with Jacksonville because they ain't got shit. But, I mean, but people probably said the same thing about the Colts, you know, Peyton Manning, and that's, that's the big well, I don't think they did. That's the oh, did they? Yeah. They're That's like, a comparison oh, right now? As far as rookie season. Shit. And rookie season expert rookie sorry, rookie season expectation is like, oh, Trevor Lawrence, it's gonna be like Peyton Manning. He's gonna throw interceptions, he's gonna look good. I mean he's gonna throw touchdowns, he's gonna look good, but he's also gonna throw probably equal equal amount of interceptions. So he's gonna show, you know, because he's on a bad team and you know they gotta he gotta figure it out. So that's what they're saying. He's gonna have that level of a rookie season. So that's what the the hope and expectation for the See, here's my thing, and I'll let the football guy talk after me because he can give a better analysis from a from a technical standpoint on, on where I'm at with this. But in that comparison, I feel like Peyton Manning had a better advantage in the fact that he was coming into the league and the things that he was doing were transcending where we're at currently in terms of it being a passing league, um, the different calls that are made at the line of scrimmage prior to the play actually being executed, things of that nature were, were on a trend, were on a transcending transitional level. We're already there now. So Trevor Lawrence isn't really trans, he's not, what he's dealing with isn't transcending or transitional. To a point where 
uh, is something that the league hasn't seen before. So they're having to try to adjust to it, you know what I'm saying, in real time, as opposed to a Peyton Manning where that was actually happening to where, you know what I'm saying, he had a level of success, I would say kind of in part of that. I'll say this and then and then and then bow bow to the um to the football expert, but Trevor Lawrence is touted for being an amazing athlete as a white dude. They do. Is he? Yes. Yeah, I was that's about to say that same it. thing. Is he, is he is he touted as being an amazing athlete or is he touted as being a winner? I mean, because they they, they compared this nigga to a gazelle. Six <laughs> six six he got this beautiful mane and lock. And he Chill, well, why are you explaining him like this? He's tall. He's sexy and beautiful. That's it. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Hey, where you at? Wrap this shit up, man. I'm going home, man. I'm gone, dog. Oh, that's crazy. I'm gone. All right, all right. Why are you explaining this man like that? I feel violated. He's a because he's a gazelle. No, nah, I feel him. violated, fam. And I guess he had a good arm. You know, he won games. You know, they, oh, they're like he's the perfect. He's the perfect guy. You that know? man said, "Yeah, he's a gazelle. He's no, nah, yeah. I've I've heard him touted as a winner. You know what I'm saying? Because I think you had the man. ESPN had that dumbass stat this weekend talking about uh, yeah, this is the first. Regular season game that Trevor Lawrence has ever lost. Like, motherfucker, did you think he was going to go undefeated in the regular season his whole career in the NFL? Like, like this shit was going to happen. <laughs> it just happened to happen in his first game. Like, shit. Like, breaking news Trevor Lawrence loses first game in, you know, whatever, regular season. What's your what's your take on what do you think? What do you think about the Trevor Lawrence thing, Rory? You think you think he's a franchise quarterback or? Uh, no, nah, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback because I don't think any quarterback that comes from Clemson or Alabama into current game is going to be a franchise quarterback. And I only say that they have plenty of talent, but they've never played with lesser athletes. Um, when you come from Clemson and Alabama, and especially in the last 10 years, you playing with damn near eight All-Americans and six niggas that's going to get drafted every year. Your offensive line's fucking better than the defensive line you're facing, so you don't face as much pressure. How much adversity do you really face versus in the NFL? You're going to a shitty team, so you're going to have a shitty offensive line. You're probably going to have a new coach, which he does. Um, you got a lot of things that work against you versus a quarterback that might be sub or lack less of a talent but gets drafted later in the draft and goes to a middle-of-the-road team or a team that just had a bad year. They are a lot more successful early in their career, like a Lamar Jackson, for instance. You know what I'm saying? Um, Patrick Mahomes, he wasn't drafted first, but he was drafted early, but he sat for a year because the Chiefs knew they had a they had a situation ready for him. Um Aaron Rodgers was the one that always comes to mind. He went to the Packers when Favre was there. Like, but look at Aaron Rodgers now. Fuck, look at Brady. He went to New England when Drew Bledsoe was there. Like you the, the best of the best usually don't start right away. Peyton Manning, which Trevor Lawrence could be Peyton Manning. I don't think he is, but he could be. Peyton Manning looked like shit his first year. You know, led the league in picks, I think it was. Yeah. Went 0-16 or 1-15, something like that. But he came back to become Peyton Manning. Um, but I, I just don't see Trevor Lawrence doing that because the Colts had a roster, but Peyton Manning was also a generational talent. Uh, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a generational talent. I think he'll be a good quarterback. 
he'll play for 15 years because, I mean, he's a number one pick and, you know, he's going to get he looks the opportunity like, to play. Yeah, he, he'll probably – he won't retire in Jacksonville, but I think he'll have a good career. And I'm glad you said generational because that's – that 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 better describes what I was saying more or less than transcending. Yeah, um, Peyton Manning was a generational talent, and he brought things that to that point were weren't seen and and were were so brand new that it was a it was a new generation of something that we hadn't seen before. Um, and he pioneered that. So with that with that being said, I I just. Me personally, I think to your point, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a a pretty good quarterback, and that's pretty much it. Well, I think yeah, pretty pretty good is the good is uh, subjective. I guess that's the word. Yes, yeah, subjective. yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? So we'll I think, see. I think I think his ceiling is going to be similar to the uh, his uh, predecessor at um. Clemson that did pretty well in the league. Hmm? You think so? I think so. I think I, think, I, I think see him. Is, I think he'll. I think he'll hit. He'll hit that ceiling, and then maybe you know level out. But he'll eat off that ceiling for. The rest if of the you're season. pressing me, I think I think I can see him having a Philip Rivers type of trajectory of a career. Maybe a like a mobile Philip Rivers, and I say that because like. His like his predecessor is. You think this man athletic, huh? Literally, that's what <laughs> his, that is how they describe him. And I don't. I've I've watched a little. I watched you know the big games where he's played, but like they describe him as he got. He's the prototype. He's tall. He's mobile. Like he like that's how they describe him. He, I think Josh he, Allen might be. Uh, they might have. They might have similar athleticism. Yeah, maybe Josh Allen just—he just—he just more like a linebacker though. He's just bigger. Maybe. Oh, but I say I, I think I feel like Josh Allen might be a little more athletic than him. Honestly. Probably, but you know what? I'm gonna switch gears because talking about all these dudes, I just want to shout out Joy Taylor and her new show on Fox FS1. Hey, I thought you was about to say something else about her new. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what you notice? What you notice? Inform us. I I I ain't seen nothing. Shine the light. Shine I ain't a, seen. Hey, no, I, sir. I say shout out to Joy and her marketing team because you know what she put on Instagram. She she put on IG them titties. <laughs> she was like, hey. What 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 it said? Week one of the NFL ends tonight with whichever Ravens and Las Vegas. Who y'all got? And all we see is the beautiful things in our face. Banger. Them beautiful things. And it's just like, hey, she know what she doing. She know, it. and all the comments is like, gorgeous, Dang. queen, beautiful. And some, I'm, I ain't even going going to all three thousand of them. But man, shout out to Joy. She she on the radio now. She got her own show. Nah, I do. I do appreciate her voice and uh, and the sports industry though, with sports broadcasting, all the strength that you know. She a female that really knows what she's talking about when it comes to this sports shit. She a like woman, female, but yeah, go ahead. Huh? Damn, woman, woman not female. It be your own people. Damn, I'm trying to help crazy. you out. 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep us broadcasting, bro. She's, uh, I, well, we we can we can we can tweet her and see if she if she uh, classifies as a female or not on her on her own behalf. But uh, yeah, she 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 be getting it in, bro. I it's funny because I was kind of I wasn't really surprised that you know what I'm saying she ended up. Not being on Skip and Shannon's show, I guess that's that's the political way I'm gonna say it. Um, cause she she was a pretty good host, but to that point, I feel like she provided more value than was needed for her position, so they had to get her up out of there. If that makes sense. And she also, in the interview, recently said that she only intended to be there temporarily to get her foot in the door to you know make a mark because she probably shined too, I didn't watch it too much at the time but she probably shined too bright on that show yeah that's my point though yeah that she did though exactly and it was I want to say it was points where goddamn either Shannon or Skip I want to say it was Skip was looking at her like yo like yo you ain't supposed to have this much goddamn <laughs> input just like who shows this? No, I'm saying why Jenny Taff over here is still commentating the uh, college football games, but I'm a, I'm gonna leave it at that. Hey, chill out, bro. Can you all this, yo? No, 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 chill out. I seen Can that this it, weekend. I was like, oh damn, they still got on the college football. Jenny like that. Great. I mean, she liked the she liked the Saturday atmosphere, bro. Just that might be her bro. vibe, yeah. That's her vibe, bro. When you're dealing with Skip and Shannon all week, you gotta get out there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get out there a little Word. bit. I could I could peep that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So chill out on chill out on her though. Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's crazy. All right. Well with that, I think we're gonna wrap it up. You good? You good, Roy? Yeah, man, I'm good, man. It's always fun to kick it with y'all boys, dog. I be needing a little break. You know what I'm saying? This is the father podcast. Yeah, this, is the father. this is definitely the father. Yeah, sure. I know. How, how the fathers got more time than the single niggas? Shit crazy. Single-ish. And one one in a relationship. Yeah, you still single. And until you have a child or married, you single. That's, Damn. that's what it is. You came, yeah. up, you came up with that. Hey, I ain't going to cut no comment, but I'm with you when you're right. I'm just saying. I feel you. I, can't, I, can't, I as a having the child, I can't just get up and go when I want. I no. have to be considerate. Unless I just want to be in that category, I have to be considerate. So I'm no longer single. When you're single, you can be as inconsiderate as you want with little to no consequence. That's true. Because it's little to no obligation. Wow. Girlfriend dating? Hey, I... Mm. That's that's no consequence. Sure, you you could be nice, you know what I'm saying. But when you until you got a child or you married, yeah. Anyway, let me stop. Let me take us home, Roy. Man, you know what I'm saying I appreciate y'all tuning in. I don't know where my glasses are, so I can't be like cute. But uh, I appreciate y'all <laughs> tuning in. We out here for another week, man. Follow us on social media. Shout out to Crumb TV as always. Uh, shout out to Calvin. Uh, shout out to Q. Shout out to Dion. Shout out to the rest of the council. You feel me? Um, we're gonna get everybody back one day whenever Kyle signed his contract. But until then, we out.
Hey, tell that tell that man that he need to love us. Hell, man, I ain't go. No, I'm waiting till the, we start to record the comment. <laughs> I don't want to jeopardize our first shit. Internet just in time. Yeah, I don't want to jeopardize our first shit. Oh, yeah, man. Man. we we out. We out.